right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 129 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. Please consider rating the show on whatever platform you're listening on and spreading the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast to whomever you know that might be in the same position that we are all in. Well, I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. We are up this week. Five pound gain for ending the month of February. We are up a total of three pounds. Total loss since January 2019 is 152 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 175-pound milestone is 33 pounds. And the total pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone is 48 pounds. For my consistency challenge update, week 14 was officially a success. Week 15, we have no changes planned and... So I've been thinking, I had presented in the previous week that come week 18, I may add something to this. And I'm thinking that I'm not going to, I might hold off on that. At least my original thinking was to add a sixth day of working out. And so I'm thinking I'm keeping it at five. So now if I change something on week 18, it will be converting another walking day to a Leslie Sansone day. Other than that, it's going to stay the way it is. I noticed that I have some bad tendencies with regards to Leslie Sansone days. I don't like it. I may keep it the way it is just because of how much I don't like this tendency. And when this tendency is gone then maybe I can rethink things here. But I noticed that on weeks where if I am done with Leslie Sansone workouts, so my my criteria is that I have two Leslie Sansone workouts a week. If I'm done with those workouts on or before Wednesdays, I have no problems. It's a guaranteed success week. Any week where 
a Leslie Sandstone workout makes it past Wednesday and I need to do it on Thursday or Friday, whatever the case may be. It is such a mental battle. And I don't, uh, it, it's just, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit because you know what? I should like the Leslie Sandstone workouts better because they end quicker and, and it's just, it's a more efficient use of time in reality. So I should like them better. But for whatever reason, I have no problem with them if I'm doing a Leslie Sandstone workout on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I have big problems. So just because of this mental battle that I kind of go, and it's, you know, it's funny because the mental voices start from the beginning, from the, day, from the moment I wake up. If I know it's a Thursday, and I have to get Leslie Sansone done today, or even worse, it's a Friday, and I have to get Leslie Sansone done. The voices that come start from the minute I wake up in the morning, convincing me it's not necessary. Just to take the failure for the week, don't worry about it, you did your part, you're okay, it's going to be fine. That's not how consistency works. Consistency works by you making a commitment to yourself. And when you meet that commitment, it's a success. When you don't meet that commitment, it's a fail. And that's as simple as that. There's no gray area here. It's not demanding perfections. It's simply you did not meet the criteria. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make anything if you don't meet the criteria. It just means that week you failed. That's all. So... I think I have to keep it the way it is until there is not this mental struggle of, oh, it's past Wednesday and I still have a Leslie Sansone workout to do. <sighs> anyway, I noticed something also when you look at the Fitbit app. So I don't know how this works with Apple Watches or anything like that, but I have a Fitbit. And when you look at the Fitbit app and I do a Leslie Sansone workout, it gives you a, a line graph of where your heart rate went throughout the entire workout. The peaks and valleys and um, the overall average heart rate during the entire thing. I noticed that as I got better and better at walking outdoors, that my heart rate was nowhere near what it used to be when I first started walking outdoors. So I, I recently just checked on only the Leslie Sansone workout days. So what I did was I went back like five weeks, right? And I took screenshots of my heart rate on each one of those days of working out. And I compared them all and basically... They're all over the place. So it just tells me that, in my mind at least, it tells me that my body has not acclimated to working out on those, um, in those, uh, in the Leslie Sansone workout. It's not consistent. Sometimes I'm peaking as high as 160, and sometimes I, I'm as low as 120, 110. And I noticed something else on the days where I just don't feel like doing it. I force myself to do it. 
these days feel like the most half-assed, half-hearted days of actually doing the workout. I feel like I'm not putting any effort in whatsoever. And the funny thing here is when I look at back at the heart rate monitor during the workouts on the days where I feel like I was giving a half-hearted effort and I'm expecting the heart rate to be way low. In my mind, this is a half-hearted effort. In reality, on the days where I'm giving the half-hearted effort, the heart rate is actually averaging higher than on the days where I'm giving it my all. <laughs> and it's, it's just so weird that it happens that way. The only thing I could think of is on the days where you don't, when you just don't got it, but you're forcing yourself to do it anyway, your body's just giving that much more effort to get it done on the days where you don't feel like it than it does on the days where you do feel like it and you're into it. That's, that's just my assumption. I have really, in reality, I have no idea. But I thought that was interesting and I wanted to share it with you guys. Well, the last two weeks, we talked about when you have to get over the fact, number one, that you aren't where you used to be. When you achieved a level of success and maybe you got comfortable, whatever the case may be, you ended up gaining some of the weight back that you lost. And now you're having the toughest time of your life trying to get it all off. Every day you don't end up back at that mark, you feel like a failure. And that's what I went over two episodes ago. Last week I went over what you have to do in order to start your way back, to get back to the beginning and reset everything, so to speak, so that you can move forward from whatever this number used to be on the scale and how it's not there now. The steps that you have to do, it's like a, a forgiveness of the things you've done to yourself. More than anyone else can say, we beat ourselves up better than anybody else can. It had to start your way back. Your moving forward had to start with forgiving yourself for where you are when you compare it to where you were. So I want to go in a little further on this. Because on that, in that moment where you decide to forgive yourself, you're, in, you're invoking some things here, right? So, and I'm, I'm telling you this based on personal experience because of how many times I had to start over again, start over again, start over again. I'm talking about before Weight Watchers existed. When I was going off of the gastric bypass and trying to get a hold of my life in that time period between 2005 and 2019, I was on the climb from losing almost 200 pounds. I was going back to the 400 pound mark. And no matter how much I tried to reset myself during these times, I was going out of my mind. So each of these times I would go through the same cycles over and over and over again. Okay, okay, that's it, that's it. I'm going to do this all over again. We have to get back. We have to get back to where we were. And I would go out of my mind, right? So in these moments where you decide to reset, you'll notice that you might feel different on the inside. But the people around you 
may fail to recognize the new attempt, the new you, the new moving forward person. And you, in, it's going to make it a little harder, right? So when I tell you these things, my, my solutions to the problems are so simple. But the one thing I need to get in your head is simple does not mean easy. Simple and easy, they are two different things. The solution is simplistic. Doing it, very hard. Not easy whatsoever. It's simple to say, but hard to do. Okay? And so when you make these choices and you say to yourself, you're finally going to move forward, you're finally going to forget everything that happened and just start here, from now, from this moment. Everything that happened yesterday no longer matters We are moving forward from now. The people around you, society, the people you know, the people you work with, the people you love, all of these things, they will continue to see the old you. They will continue to see where you were and where you are. They won't stop. And you know what? It's not really their job to stop. It's more so about you being able to handle them looking at you this way. Because... In your process of moving forward, you're going to fall on your face a thousand times. Because that's what life is about. Life is about making mistakes, picking yourself up, and continuing forward. Each time, you have the opportunity to learn the lesson. If you don't learn the lesson, you will make the mistake again. That's how it works you will continue making the same mistake over and over and over again until you learn the lesson attached to it. So it is so important that every time you do fall, every time you do fail, you stop, you assess the situation. What caused this? And you can't be one of those people that just, you want to ignore everything that happened. Because... Look, if you have problems like, say, say you have problems with binge eating, okay? You're never going to stop binge eating if you never get to the core reason of why you binge eat. If you just completely ignore the why every single time it happens, you're just going to keep doing it. And the, the time in between binges may vary. It may, gain, it may become a weekly cycle, or it may become a daily cycle, or it may become a monthly cycle. Or it may become a yearly cycle. If it's still a cycle, it's still a cycle. The time period in between matters very little and is easily adjusted. Right? So if you manage to fight your way to a yearly cycle, let's say that, where you're binge eating once a year, that's a wonderful accomplishment. But the fact that you haven't gotten to the core of why you binge eat only ensures that you still will binge eat. And the distance between the binge eating doesn't really matter because that can, when, once you binge eat once, it can end up snowballing and you can go from a yearly thing to a daily thing in relatively a week. I mean, I mean, I mean very quickly. Okay? 
however many episodes back, I, I talked about how I was being tempted by food in the refrigerator and I found myself fighting it. And so I substituted the food in these moments. But then I found as I was going, because all of the other food was still in the, in the kitchen, right? So I ended up, one day at a time, I ended up closer and closer and closer to the foods that were the bad choice. So the behavior of me going to the food needed to change, not the choice I made during the behavior. You understand what I'm saying to you? And because I was doing so well with the choice I made substituting for that behavior, it easily went, I ended up one shelf away from the food that would made it a bad situation. You understand? Because it's all in the same room. So that's where we need to do. We, everyone else in the world is never going to understand this is you moving forward. But you need to know beyond a doubt because every time you will fail, the voice in your head will question everything you've done. And everything those people say Oh, it's the same old you. You're doing the same thing over and over again. Listen, whatever they can say to you is nothing compared to what you in your own mind can say about yourself. However they can tear you apart emotionally, you can do it far more efficiently. You can cut up your own life and tear yourself apart Quicker, faster, and better than anybody around you can. They will not stop doing it. They'll do whatever they want. And sometimes they'll even wait around. They'll even wait around so that they can say, you see, I told you, same old you. And they'll just wait until this moment that they can say that. And it can never happen that you allow yourself to tell yourself, no, it's the same old you. You've changed nothing. Every time you fail, you need to see the why. Why did you fail in that moment? If you keep ignoring the why, you will never solve it. And if you never solve it, it will continue to happen. Getting to the bottom of why we fail stops the failure. It may take time. It's not going to happen instantly. But if you recognize it for what it is in the moment, you can make the correction. Now, how many times have you sat in a workshop with WW and they're giving you a technique, right? This is the same thing, except the, the technique or the, what I'm telling you to do is much more uncomfortable because what I'm trying to make you do is analyze the cause of your bad behavior where you would rather forget your bad behavior. And I'm telling you that as long as you would rather forget your bad behavior, you're doomed to continually repeat it. The time in between when you repeat it, it doesn't matter. It's not an accomplishment to make something further apart because when you make it further apart, it can always come back to what it was. The key is getting back down to the bottom of why it happens 
altogether. No one will ever say that they're perfect. So why is it that we demand perfection of this journey? Why is it you can do a million things and make a mistake? You could drop a dish when you're washing it. You can do all these things. And you know what? You won't even dwell on it for five or ten minutes. All of the mistakes you make in a day, you won't dwell on them in five, for five or ten minutes. But if you make a mistake in regards to your weight loss, you'll dwell on it for weeks. I don't get it. You make a thousand mistakes a day. You don't remember half of them because you don't care. But for some reason, when it comes to you and your health, you remember every last bit of it. And you ne- not only do you remember it, you never let it go. You continually judge yourself on what you've done. We're going to take a break. I'll be right back. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe, because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done.
And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And now it's time for Random Facts You Didn't Know You Needed to Know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. The Barbie doll's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts from Willows, Wisconsin. Her birthday is March 9th, 1959. When she was first displayed at the New York Toy Fair, it is estimated that two Barbie dolls are sold somewhere in the world every second of every day which earns them roughly 1.5 billion dollars per year the first barbie doll was made in japan and wore a zebra striped one-piece swimsuit high-heeled open-toe shoes and had either brunette or blonde hair now there are over 80 different careers the first was a teenage fashion model but now there are doctors rock stars lawyers pop stars, army soldiers, and even an astronaut. Barbie was named after Barbara Handler, the daughter of Ruth Handler, who is also the creator of the Mattel company. From Barbara in Atlanta, no relation to Barbie. Thank you, Barbara, for contributing to the show. If you're wondering why I I read that to you, It's because I'm trying to work on my fear of reading aloud, and I made it part of the show. If you'd like to send a fun fact or a random fact to the show that I have to read out loud, send it to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com, and in the subject line, just either put fun fact or random fact, and I'll know not to open it until it's time to record. The only thing I ask of you is keep it clean. Again, that email address is therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. Now, without further delay, let's get back to the show. I think it was like four weeks ago or so. Episode maybe 124, something like that. All of the sudden, I was getting inspired by the creed to write episodes, basically breaking it down. And the whole thing kind of took a life of its own here. I never expected... I never expected how this would turn out. I never even expected this to become a thing. I may have to go back and label all of these episodes the Creed series. and Just whatever title they were given and then a tagline, the Creed series, part one, part two, whatever. It has been pretty cool to be inspired by a line in the Creed and turn it into a 
into a podcast. There is a line in the creed that will help with what I'm talking about today. It starts from this moment forward. Whenever times get tough. When you choose to move forward. When you choose to forgive yourself. When you choose to forget what you've done and move forward from it. I don't know if we call this your conscience or if we call this the old you or just the little demon voice inside your head. The one that condemns you for everything you do. That voice is the voice I'm talking about. Every time you choose to not tear yourself apart, to learn from what you've done and move forward, this voice gets very angry. This voice will act out. It will condemn you for everything that you do, everything that you've done. It's not really after belittling you. That's not the goal. The ultimate goal is to get you to quit what you are doing so that it can go back to being comfortable with where it was. Can we understand what I'm saying here? When you were not caring and and eating whatever you wanted and doing whatever you wanted with your life, that voice was very happy and enjoying itself. And then you decided you didn't like what you saw in the mirror, you didn't like what you saw on the scale, whatever the case may be. And you decided to do something for yourself and change your life. So this voice or the old you or your conscious or whatever you want to call it becomes very uncomfortable in this moment. And so it lashes out. And especially when you mess up, you hear from this voice. Because the only goal this voice has is wanting to get back to being comfortable, enjoying all of the things when you want, where you want, how you want. That's really all it wants. If you just decided to stop everything today and go right back to what you did to cause you to want to be here today, you would never hear that voice again. You would hear a completely different voice, but this is what I'm talking about. The one that condemns you, the one that calls you out for every mistake you've ever made, every time you make one, the one that judges you for not only what you've just done, but everything you've done in the past on top of it. If you went back to doing everything the way you used to do it, solely to pleasure your tongue, you would never hear that voice again. Because that the goal of that voice is to go back to feeling comfortable. To go back when the world made sense. This voice will have you believe that the food you were eating made you happy. So it will use everything you've done in the past 
to convict you of what you're currently doing to get you to the point to you say, okay, that's it, I'm done. And you go right back to being who you were in the past. Nothing I ask you is easy to do. Everything is so, it's so simplistic in nature. But it is probably the most difficult thing you will ever accomplish. It's so easy to say. And it's so incredibly hard to do. But everything you do for yourself right now is going to make it so that when you get to your goal, that sweet day when all of the stars align and you're where you want to be, you'll look back on all of these moments and think it was all worth the fight. What's the real way to continue forward? Doing what you say you're going to do does far more for the growth that you need to go through to get to where you want to be than anything you've ever done. When you do what you say you're going to do, the growth that comes from that, if you're going to turn around everything that you have done and have true growth and move forward, you forgave yourself and now here we are attempting to move forward. When you work consistently, you start to realize that it was never necessary to be perfect. It's really about tipping the scales. The law of percentages applies in life. When you do something consistently, you tip the law of percentages in your favor. Not because you did it perfectly. Because you're doing it so often that the fact that you do it imperfectly no longer matters. Do you understand what I'm telling you? If you went to Vegas and I told you the law of percentages in Vegas is that at the roulette wheel, 85% of the time, the ball lands on black. What does that tell you when you get to the roulette table? Bet on black and you will win 85% of the time. You won't win 100% of the time. You'll win 85% of the time. So if that was the law of percentages for Vegas, the same will apply in your life. So let's make it, let's make it simple. Let's say it's 80-20. And let's say you work out five days a week. In order to get the 20%, you would miss one workout a week. Would you be a failure if you missed one workout a week? No, because getting four in is still better than you used to be. 
That's what I mean about the law of percentages. When you're trying to build a consistent life, it doesn't require perfection. It just requires that you repeatedly do it whether you feel like it or not. And when you're doing it and you don't feel like it, maybe the effort is half-hearted, but you're doing it. When you do what you say you're going to do, the power from the growth that happens in these moments will extinguish any voice in your head when it tries to condemn you for making the mistake. If you ever heard that voice or missing one workout out of the five you planned, what would you say? The foundation of consistency is built with starting by declaring something that's extremely doable. If you don't do any exercise, you cannot say, I'm going to exercise seven days a week. Because right now, seven days a week, you do nothing. It has to start with you doing something you know you can do. And for how long, you don't say, you can't say I'm consistent when you've only done it one week. You've seen me track something that I'm trying to build consistency in for now, I'm on the 15th week. This is how I've built everything up to this point. The 15th week. I love to hear when people succeed at this. Because then that's when they finally get it. When they understand the difference between consistency and perfection. Because when you do something consistently 80% of the time, you're going to trust yourself more when the 20% hits. If circumstances eliminates one of the workouts in a five-workout week, you're going to trust the four that you did a lot more than seeing the one you didn't do as a failure. Law of percentages is the perfect way to describe how to build consistency. So when, as you go forward with what you've created here in the last however many weeks, you have gotten to the point where you've forgiven yourself and now it's time to move forward. This last line of the creed is the most important line of them all. From this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough.
It's so simple. And yet, so incredibly hard to accomplish. Everything I teach you is simple to understand and incredibly hard to do. But you know what? You already have the most powerful tool necessary to do it all. The power of the mind is the most important tool in the entire toolbox. Because you can use the mind and choose to do absolutely nothing. You can use the mind and cause nothing but destruction. And you can use the mind and accomplish everything. The deciding factor is you. No one can make you do this. I can present this the best possible way every week. And the end of it all is going to always be you. The choice is yours. I could bring you to the edge, but you have to jump. I have been placed here on this planet to make sure that as many people as possible make it to the promised land. But I can't bring you there if you aren't ready. You gotta be ready. You gotta want it. You gotta do all of the stuff necessary to do what needs to be done. And you know what? You gotta know that ahead of you is nothing but pain. Mental pain, physical pain, everything. All of the crap you've ever had to deal with in your life is going to come up in the process. But in the end, at the very end, when you're looking back on your life, it will all be worth it. Every last thing you had to fight for will all be worth it. Because when you're staring at the new you, the new you that you didn't know could ever exist, it will all be worth it. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.